This episode is brought to you by Health IQ. Health IQ believe the best way to improve the health of the world is to celebrate the health conscious through social and financial rewards. They have used science and gathered data to convince insurance companies that health-conscious people, including cyclists, deserve lower rates in life insurance. Health IQ have helped tens of thousands of people secure billions of dollars in insurance coverage. For a free life insurance quote, visit healthiq.com slash speed. Again, that is healthiq.com slash speed. And now, on with the show. I hear the train coming, it's rolling round the bend, and I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know where. And we are back. Episode 170 of the Speed Metal Cycling Podcast. I am your host, the almighty Skull Crusher. Some people call me Dan as well, but I like it better when people call me Skull Crusher, especially when I'm in the streets and people yell my name. Skull Crusher, what's going on, dude? And I'm like, hey, what's going on, buddy? And I don't even know who you are, but whatever. So let's take a selfie and goodbye. Joining me today, as always, Full House. First, we're going to go with Mike. Mike, how are you doing, sir? Great. And second, I'm going to go with Natalia. How are you doing? How are you doing? Your Highness. Your Majesty, by the way. I'm happy. Uh, Thank you. Your Majesty. Your Majesty. And then or finally. Just call me Khaleesi. I mean, don't, don't be I'm, so formal. I'd be, I'd be fine. Who is starting to piss me <laughs> off because she's going to start paying attention to that, like, like that old lady instead of paying attention to uh, the little dude uh, it's just gonna piss me off no anyway. spoilers dude who knows who knows what the people of these podcasts like are listening like I don't mean to spoil Fine. anyway Klaus okay. last how's it going dude I'm doing well I'm not in the basement I'm uh, I'm above ground I'm almost Ooh. mobile yeah yeah my uh, they let you out crutches of the, they let you out of the basement yeah Hey guys, <laughs> that's Klaus. <laughs> oh, before we go any further, thank you very much, Health IQ, and thank you very much your Patreons for uh, making the making the podcast possible. So we are in a really weird situation right now. I don't know if you guys can hear, but there's a shower going on in the background. I am right now in. Um, hey Jay, where is it that we are? What's the name of the town? South Prairie, South Prairie Washington. It's a tiny little town in the middle of nowhere. And within the town, or just outside of the town, there's an RV park. And then within the RV park, there's like, you know, these tiny houses that people have nowadays. If you don't know what a tiny house is, just do a Google search. We're inside a tiny house, inside an RV park on the outskirts of this town in the middle of nowhere. And fortunately, they have Wi-Fi. And so here I am. But within maybe five feet away from me is my wife taking a shower. And I can touch both sides of the house if I stand up and just extend my arms. And I'm not a very large dude, so it's it's hilarious. It's very, very nice, though. It's very cute. The house itself is very cute. The location, mm, I don't know. And also, in the spirit of full disclosure, I am about to start drinking a 24-ounce can of Rainier beer, which is from around here, because around here is Mount Rainier is down the street, which is why we're here. So I'm going to um, Instagram the can in a little bit later. So you guys can check out my Instagram at Skull Crusher. At the Skull Crusher, I'm sorry. And Are the rumors I heard true that you're there to scout a location for our corporate retreat for the blog? For, I didn't want to say anything in the air, especially because now everybody's going to like move here to this area. Try to like 
crash the party. But yes, the rumors are true. I'm looking for a good place around here that can have some putt-putt golf and maybe some go-karting and definitely some skee-ball. So, are Mike, Mike and I going to have to share the loft bed? Twin bed? Uh, no, 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 no. Please. Mike, no funny business, head to toe. <laughs> no funny business after dark. During no. day, it's fair game. All no? funny business. All funny business. <laughs> no, um, no, I, dude. When we come here, come on, man. Health IQ is paying. You know they're footing the bill, man. We're going to stay like luxury at the Econo Lodge down the street. Yes. Have you guys ever wondered why um, the ice machines are still a thing in hotels? I mean, who is using the wine? But like, who's keeping champagne cold? Why do bucket? people? Yeah, why the are bucket, there still the ice just, I think the bucket is just a method of getting the ice from the ice to, into the room. I don't think that is necessarily just because it's a bucket doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to put champagne in there. However, but why yeah, do you use who needs ice? I don't know who uses ice. Have you ever? I've used ice from one of those things once. I guess because you want you buy a Coke and you want it to keep it cold. During Coke comes cold from the vending machines. If you go the other way down the hallway and the other, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that is, weird. I don't understand. I once kept a box of soy milk chilled in a hotel room. Cause I wanted it with my uh, cereal in the morning, but that was the only time I ever used ice. But Mike you, and Natalia, have you guys ever used ice at the hotel? At the hotel room. At the Econo Lodge? At the Econo. Yes. <laughs> you have for what? You use it to fill the bathtub. So when you get a hostage and you steal their kidney, oh, you have them. oh, you're right. I didn't think about. That. <laughs> and I, they wake up and you wrote a note. Yeah, yeah there's a note on the mirror, and they're you know. Yeah. Uh, and then so you put aside some, from that, put some of the ice in a cooler to keep the the kidney. Uh, oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, you So you actually you have to want. hit multiple multiple floors. Yeah, you don't want the tissue to be damaged in any way. Speaking of that. I was turned on to a really good podcast recently, so people should check it out. I mean, don't stop checking this one out, of course, but you should check that one out. It's called My Favorite Murder, and it's, it's, it's these two women that just basically talk about crazy murders and serial killers and stuff like that, but they're really funny, very insightful, and just it's just a, a good time. Very, very funny. Good. And they went on tour, and they sold out theaters. Yeah, I mean, maybe I'm the only person that didn't know about these girls. Ladies, women, whatever. But um, yeah, really, really good. Really, really funny. So people should check them out. And while you're there, tell them we sent you. Tell them the Skullcrusher sent you. And they'll be like, who? And be like, uh, dude. We opened the, the podcast with the little Johnny Cash. Um, you know, that's another song. Yet another song from the upcoming album, Skullcrusher Sings the Hits, Volumes 1 and 2. It's going to be a double album, actually. I'm not even going to call it volumes. It's going to be just like record one and then record two and it's coming together it's, it's being amazing and awesome and it's another little bit of a teaser there for the awesome double album the, the record hasn't even come out it's already hit gold in lithuania that's that's good so you have to say it hasn't dropped i'm sorry albums the, the don't come out anymore dropped and it already hit diamonds i and, have a question yeah are we going Once, to have the skull crusher dances the hits uh, oof. so there was a, a bunch of bugs 
bothering me today during the hike, like crazy amounts of them. And I was just like swatting them away. And then my wife got a video of me swatting them away. <laughs> and when you look at it, it looks like a So I think I may put, yeah, just put it to music. With a little music. I, I want to ask Mike, because Mike lives in New York City and is the coolest out of all of us. Yeah, Mike, do, do albums come out now or do they drop? Neither. They're, what? They're, albums they're leaked. They're, they're leaked. leaked. Oh, there you go. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. That is true. Mike Damn. knows. Um, I'm giving you guys an update here. This Rainier beer is um, actually, I expected it to be just horrible, like just malt liquor bad, but it's not horrendous. It's not, I mean, it's, it's surpassing your expectations. That's good. Yeah, I had really low expectations and it's surpassing them. So it's not that it was difficult, but yeah. Yeah. All right. There is an advice, a life advice for you people out there. Whenever you think that you're going to try something horrible, just make yourself believe that it's going to be super, super horrible and then you are not going to be disappointed. I wish That's my how it was with a tour de France. My wife would have done that yeah. with me. <laughs> if my wife would have gone into this whole thing with really low expectations, I wouldn't be in the problems that I'm into today. Of course, she's feet <laughs> away from me right now and she can, she can slap me if she wants to. So I'm going to have to behave today. For the first time ever, during the podcast, I am going to have to behave. And I have a question for Natalia before we get going, obviously, with Tour de France talk is, Natalia, were you offended with the name of, last, of the last episode that I gave the name without even consulting with you? What? The name of what? That? Of, of, the, of the episode, the, uh, Natalia's drama composer. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Because I understood the, I mean, it has a context. But it's your not, abuela was not thrilled. Yeah, your abuela. Oh, was my, really my, my abuela doesn't care, dude. My abuela doesn't care. Listening to this podcast anymore. That was my accent. That's uh -huh. my. That's what I think your grandma sounds like just now. I yeah, no, my my grandma has more of a Rolo accent. She's oh, really? a breed that is fading uh, away. I'm not my grandma and my and my grandparent, they were you know like the regio, a la caray type of yeah. Is this like yeah. old school, like very? Very, very Bogotanian. Yeah, yeah, very Bogotan. No, she wasn't. I mean, okay, okay. I don't think yeah. that she will care, actually. And no one tweeted at her? Yeah. <laughs> no one tweeted no at one her. No one tweeted at Abuela? Yeah, yeah, nobody tweeted at me, actually, asking me if I... Look, if I was offended, you would have known. Let's put it like that. I'm not... I know that you wouldn't be. Yeah, that's angry, angry Natalia is a force to be reckoned with, so... <laughs> that be pretty a sure. to everyone when, when something with something Colombians. yeah we, with something bothers me yeah you, you will know so you just got you just got joe uh she gave you a thumbs up <laughs> <laughs> okay oh and also before i go any further this episode a shout out to the keggers all right cycling club there you go i did it i like yeah. the philosophy i like the philosophy of that of that cycling club stuart oh, that i can't yeah. hold my 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 liquor but yeah As you ride, you make stops. You eat, you drink beer, especially. A lot of beer and then some eats. And then you calculate your, basically, your, you know, your calories that you're riding. And then that's how much you can drink and or eat. So you end even on the ride. So you're drinking and riding. Yeah, absolutely. But not, not getting like shit-faced or anything like that, of course, you know. And it's all well, on, it's, none of it, none of it is on like open roads either, by the way. It's pretty much all in trails and stuff. It's not hardcore. It's definitely not like some hardcore. Mm. And it's also not like 
hard. Well, I mean, you seriously hit it because, you know, by the time you finish the ride, you're way ahead on calories. So you're like, okay, you, you do your math. You're like, um, five or six beers. All right. And then you just go from there. But then by then you're done riding. So it's not dangerous. You just put your bike in your car and then you just drive home. Come on, that was good. Come so on, many good ideas. <laughs> Do okay. not try this at home, kids. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Listen, I want to talk about La Course before we talk about the tour. For <sighs> What do we want to talk about La Course, man? <sighs> many, Who many things we want to talk about La Course. Who okay. No, it's just that I, that I have two sides of the story. So I'm just going to tell the two sides of the story, and then you guys are going to pick... One, because there was a lot of reaction. And of course, we have like two stories to tell from that. Yeah, yeah. So La well, Course three. was uh, from stories. the... What? No, I said three if you count mine, because I have a story too. But go oh, ahead. okay. So I wasn't there, but... just to put everybody uh, up to date. So for the past two years, the ASO, after there was a movement of professional women, uh, Mariana Bos. Catherine Bertheim, uh, Emma, uh, Emma Pooley, sorry, and then the one that runs Iron Man, Sandra Tone, I forgot the, the name. Anyway, so they actually got a petition going for the ASO so they could put a race for women alongside the Tour de France. The answer of the ASO to that petition was La Course, which was the Glorify criterium that was raised on the Champs-Élysées the same day that the men came to the Champs-Élysées for their final parade and that was supposed to help the idea that was that maybe they will start with that and then they will grow the thing to have more stages maybe you know like to mix mountain flats and all those things so it was like they used to do yeah, it in the 80s basically in the 80s it was just alongside 1984 18 84. stages for women racing yeah. i mean you can the look same, up the photos of like you can put a, yeah. you can do a search for like Greg LeMond wins Tour de France, and then there's Greg LeMond and uh, what's her face, Jenny Longo are like raising their hands together and stuff. I'm like, what, 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 why, why could we do it then and not so, now? Yeah, 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 exactly. So 19 uh, in the 1980s, Greg LeMond, Lauren Fignon era, there was a professional race for women. They were racing the stages with the men, reduce distances, of course. And, uh, but there was, you know, like there was more than one stage. So anyway, so the people were asking, it's like, okay, this Lacour thing is kind of good for exposure and whatever, but you know, like we want more. I mean, this thing is a freaking criterion. What is, what is the thing getting points, UCI points as if it was, you know, like a, a, a race, a road race pre proper. So anyway, the ASO this year decided like, oh, okay. So we are not going to do the criterion. We are going to have them race up the Isogd, which Isogd, which Sorry. was, Whatever. yeah. So which was well received by, by a lot of people because I mean, it's good, you know, like they are going to have them race up a really famous good climb that's just going to show that they can race, blah, blah, blah. blah. There was a little bit uh, of a debate because the stage was super short, but everyone says like, look, they are going up that horrendous climb. Let, you know, like, Let's well, let's also, make it shorter because they are going to have to put a, a lot of effort. But then we are going to have a second stage, which is going to be a freaking pursuit that nobody could understand, but you know, like until the day before it happened. And then it's unkind that like men. That that race 
is going to stink. I didn't even watch it because I knew what the result was going to be. And I'm like, man, this is just sideshow. You know, like this is just ASO giving them. Okay, there you have. There's your second stage. Stop bitching. You know? Oh my gosh. I have a question. Yes, yes, Krabs. I just wanted to see if I, my brother explained to me how that second stage worked. But Mike, do you know anything about it? No. No. Okay. Can one of you two explain it to Mike? I want to see how long. <laughs> I want to see how long it takes to explain how the freaking race happens. Because most races are just like okay. They all start, and then whoever gets their first wins. So how hard is it to explain? Can you guys hear me first of all? Yes. Yes. Good. I'm just not letting you talk. I am enjoying it actually. The 56k stage up to his sword. The reason that they said that they couldn't do it any longer is because where they started was basically the only place where there was enough um, infrastructure to start the stage from. If it wasn't there, the next place over would have been basically the whole stage. That's what they said. Regardless, it was an amazing stage. Let's not be... It was an amazing race. I mean, it wasn't a stage because it was a a stage of a two-stage race where the second stage was a joke, but it was an amazing race, and I loved it. Oh, that TV show, The Amazing Race? Yes, it was the amazing race. Exactly. Funny. So, no, it was good. It was good, no, and it, it is was, nice. It was, it was. It was amazing, and so uh, Anemiek van Floyten won it, right? And then um, forty-five seconds later, this British girl came in there. Whatever her name is, who cares? Lizzie Dagnan. Uh, Lizzie Dagnan, thank you. And then forty-five seconds behind that, there was another woman. And Elisa Longo Orghini. Yeah, Elisa. Oh, yeah, that's right. The, the, the Italian champion, and then and so then Jenny Long. Yeah, no, Jenny Longo is still at home. Yeah, Jenny Longo is still Not related, not related. Jenny Longo is still suspended from what she did in the 80s. But so so basically, the next day then, or the two days later, what they did in Marseille before the men's uh, time trial started was they let Van Vleuten go in like a time trial kind of thing, even though they were all in road bikes. 45 seconds. Listen to this, Mike, see if you understand it. 45 seconds later was the second one, and then 45 seconds after that, the third one. And then there was a group of uh, women, maybe four or five, that came in at the same time. So they all went at the same time, I don't know, a minute and 10 seconds afterwards. So it was like a pursuit, except if you think about it, here is uh, Lizzie Dynan, right? And she's thinking, if I wait 45 seconds, basically, for uh, Elisa Longo-Borghini to catch up with me, the two of us can work together and we have a better chance of catching Van Floyden than if I try to chase her by myself. The moment that she, so the moment that she went, she basically just sat up and waited. And then finally, Elisa Longoborghini comes out of the ramp, catches her, and then they go. And there's three, there's three, three of them. And they continue to pull, you know, like take turns and take turns and take turns. And Van Floyden is just all the way in the, because if you think about it, by then she's like almost two minutes up the road. Super easy to understand, right, Mike? It wasn't anywhere in the neighborhood of close. It was just ridiculous. Like, when Floyden started celebrating, not even kidding, before she even got to the velodrome that isn't a velodrome. It was was just stupid. Did you understand any of that? Was this part of a triathlon? I don't understand what's going on. (laughs) Right? It sounds like a a cyclocross race. (laughs) Is that ridiculous? Is that preposterous? No, it was... However, however, I must say, what is the name of the uh, woman who did the uh, commentary with Rob Hatch in Eurosport? Oh, that's a that's a former track uh, yeah. cyclist. She's cyclist. very nice, and I I, I I like 
so is I think is Joanne. Joe something. I know that because I'm yeah, like, oh, that's Joanne something or other. And she's really cool too because I think, I mean, she, she is, said something that I thought, she said something that I thought was very insightful and actually put me at ease a little bit. She was like, listen, sure, this is ridiculous and, and funky and we don't want this, but it's getting people talking. At the very least, people are going to be like, oh my God, this stage was crazy. It was cuckoo, but this girl wanted. And then it's like, oh, okay. So that name starts to register. Women's cycling. Oh, there's women's cycling. That kind of thing starts to register. She says, it's not the best thing in the world, but at least we are on television, which watching it on your sport. I watched them both live was exciting, fun. It was great to see. I thought that the Canyon SRAM team looked like but at least I could actually see them like, oh, and there's a Colombian, um, there was a Colombian climber that did really well in the first stage. And then she got her butt kicked in the second because it was all flat. But it, it was exciting. It was cool. It was, it was good to see. And I've said this a million times on the podcast. Whoa. Thanks. Who was that? Poopy pants? What just happened? I don't know. That was me, not me. Mike just pooped his pants. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Valverde pooped his pants. Who did that? Valverde. Is Valverde on? Valverde. (laughs) Who did that? Who did the poopy sound? Figures that the only female on the podcast is (laughs) using uh, her mic to let us know how she feels about the subject. No, no, no. No, in the time. It's 20 minutes. (laughs) 20 minutes. 20 minutes. It's a 20 minute fart. Everybody knows that. No, so um, I forgot what I was saying, but oh no, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the idea that racing is relative to the spe- to the speed of people around you. So if people are like, I don't like women cycling because they go slower. Well, it's relative because if everybody around the the one woman you're looking at is going slower, you can't even tell the difference. Plus, believe me, they're not slow. All oh, the stages are too short, dude. You usually watch the first, the last. Uh, 60k of the stage anyway what 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 the hell is the difference it's more cycling for everybody to enjoy it's not just one Paris-Roubaix it's two Paris-Roubaix it's not one Tour of Flanders it's two you know what I'm saying you know, you know who else you know who else says this isn't great but at least we're on TV oh, what who? Who? Uh, porno actresses <laughs> <laughs> well it's a start Right? No, at least you're getting your name. At least you're getting your name. Yeah, yeah, no. Look, look, and this is one of the things. I mean, it's clearly that ASO doesn't give a shit about women's cycling. They don't see the, not not even the need, but the incentive to actually invest on it and growing. But look, I mean, if you want to make it a source of revenue, you kind of have to invest a little to, you know, like start growing it. So they don't. It's clearly not on their plan. I mean, they, it's clearly a boys club. That's it. That's what ASO is. And this is just them. Oh, this is stupid. Like they well, is like this oh. stupid race is trying to like appease all the people that is asking them for more. But also it's all about money. Come on. But also, when we talk about this all the time, but let's yeah. But anyway, let's so try to be optimistic. Let's try to be optimistic. And let me say this: the Tour de France started whenever, nineteen oh eight or whatever. It's taken this long for it to get this, play, mm-hmm. you know. So the Tour de France was not built overnight. Yes. And likewise, women's cycling started at that level. Certainly, there was races in the, in the 60s, 50s. I mean, women have always raced. What Klaus is basically saying is women should race it with wooden wheels in one gear, right? And in <laughs> like 100 years... 
Maybe then, something yeah, will happen. In 100 years or however. No, forward. but you got to pay your dues. I just think that there are there are other races in their calendar that are trying to you know like show live images of the races on the internet, make it available for people. So maybe just you know like concentrate efforts on that. I mean, it's not it's not something that whatever. I mean, if they don't have if they don't want to have the the whole complete package for them in these races, then just start building the races that do care and you know like that are try to that are trying to build the sport up and just concentrate on straining those instead of you know like putting so much freaking energy into these little stints that really is just I mean it's really it really burns when you know that you had the nineteen eighty four complete like tour when they were actually like racing and then coming back to this and on top of that hearing people telling that, oh, but, you know, like, ASO needs to be, you know, like, appreciated because at least they are trying. It's like, come on, dude. You know, like, really? <laughs> really? I know what they went wrong. What they went wrong was to try to do that second stage. If they would have just done the first stage, I would have been like, dude, this is such a step in the right direction. This is awesome. But then that second stage, like you said, then it made it sound like, oh, yeah, here you go. Well, it made it sound like an afterthought. You know what I mean? I'm having dinner. I'm sorry. Um, the whole thing made it seem like an like an afterthought. Like, oh shit! Now what are we gonna do for the second stage? Ooh, let's think of something crazy and cookie. And it's just no. It's just like because Velon came up with the Hammer series. Let's try to do something. See, I told at you. At the tour with the women. I told That's you it. Those Hammer people sucked. <laughs> I hated them. Yeah, it's not. I mean, I have my mixed feelings with that, but whatever. I was just thinking, like, you know, screw them. Just go to races that treat you well and whatever. You know, like, that's how it is. I mean, I guess at some point it comes to that. Is this really what you want to, like, show? I'm not complaining about the first stage, the one that had the mountain in, because there are really very few races that have massive climbs for the women. And I think that is one aspect that is completely missing mm-hmm. for the sport is a showcase for the possible climbers that the peloton uh, may have. Because everything you know is what? like, we talked about this like many times, like every freaking race is kind of the same. But anyway, so that was, that was good. But then that, then, you know, like, they are just doing this and they keep telling us like, man, we're doing this as a gift because we're not getting our money back from this because blah, blah, blah. So it's kind of like, shut up and be grateful that we're doing this for you. And I was like, dude, if it's so much of a trouble, you know, like a, a trouble, just, you know, like as my dear bra- Braceful would say, just take your freaking race and stick it up your arse. That's. So I think the best way to explain any of this and to put it into context is by simply saying, you know how sad women's cycling is? It looks up to male cycling. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, male, I mean, teams going out of business, races going out of business. Like, male cycling is it's horrendous. It's, a, it's in bad shape. And women's cycling is like, oh, if only. Oh, listen, though. Mike, <laughs> Mike, since Mike, was, Mike was raising the hand. Mike was raising his hands. So. That was an that was an accident. <laughs> but Mike, <laughs> let me explain this part to you that I didn't explain earlier when I was talking about the second stage. No radios, no team cars. So Van Vleuten had no idea how far back the other women were. 
They were they the women chasing had no idea how far up they were. Like no radios, mm-hmm. nothing. And then because of the way that it is, and they come out staggered, there's no team cars at all. <laughs> so it, it it was just such a guessing game. At some point, Van Vleuten got the 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 um the time the uh, whatever it's called the gap She's from one of the players just yell at them, yelled it out, and she was like. Oh wait, what? I have like five k to go, and I'm like two minutes up. This is ridiculous. And she was, she basically knew already she was winning. But anyway, let's move on to the um, to the men's um, race. And I want to say that I feel bad for Darwin Atapuma. He tried twice. He was close twice. He that's the story of his life. That happened to him a bunch last year. I feel year really too. bad for him because he's such a nice guy. And if you look at his face, he's the kind of guy that you just kind of want to give him a hug. So he seems so nice and friendly, and you just kind of want to give him a hug. Like, yeah, I, fe- I felt really bad. And then also, I felt bad for Fabio Aru because Sean Kelly, <laughs> kept <laughs> the whole tour, called him Fabian Aru. <laughs> oh, Sean Kelly, you're the best. Thank you very much. It is just wonderful. <laughs> the other thing that I thought was really funny, and I just made a note of this. <laughs> During the stage, one of the stages, they were like, towards the end, they were like, oh, so we're going to have La Course, like highlights from La Course later on. No spoilers. I don't want to tell you guys who won, whatever. And he's like, thank you very much for whatever, and then go away. And they were like, next, on Eurosport, whatever. And they put a freaking huge photo of Van Floyd and like celebrating. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody cares, like, oh, God. <laughs> While they're at it, why not just give uh, Game of Thrones spoilers? <laughs> Exactly. During no, the race. Oh, Daenerys dies. When you least expect it. <laughs> <laughs> surprise, surprise. And guess how the crying game ends, by the way. The crying game? What's the crying uh, game? He's a man the whole time. That's right. Natalia, you don't need to watch it. He just told you. Oh, is that really? I've never seen it. I've never seen it, but that's what I heard it is. Me neither. That's all I know. The crying <laughs> game. Well, I, I remember my friend in college used to have a teacher that had all the spoilers in, in it. And he was like, it's been Earth all along. Uh, Vader is his father. Like, just all the spoilers of every movie on the oh TV written. It's just awesome. Including who won each race. Who won the La Course, the first stage. It was like, right now. And who won the Tour de France as well. So, let's talk about the Tour in general. Chris Froome, second was Rigoberto Turan, of course. And third was uh, Pepe Lapu, whatever his name is. So... <laughs> While now that's racist. Well, it was, yeah, Mike, what's going on, dude? You didn't call me a racist. What, what's, what's going on? Mike is dropping the ball over here. Valverde. Oh, I was gonna actually, you know, people probably think that probably people are probably thinking that Mike is not on today. <laughs> I've been playing the Valverde. He definitely is. But, um, what was I gonna say? Even although it was very predictable that Chris Froome was gonna win the race, and he pretty much looked like the strongest guy there, obviously and definitely, no doubt, the strongest team. And once Quintana was out for the count, um, he was just very obvious that Froome was going to win. It was still pretty close. Overall, I thought it was a boring race. I think it's hilarious that Rigoberto Ran ended up second without attacking a single time. Uh, and I'm sure that's why Roman Bardet is very, very upset. But overall, I mean, Mikelanda was awesome. Uh, Daniel Martin was awesome. This Slovenian guy, whatever his name is, was pretty good. 
what's the name of the other guy? Um, Bargill was amazing. Love him. I mean, so individuals, I think, were great. Obviously, Marcel Kittel was amazing. But overall, as a race, out of 10, I would give it a 4 or a 5. You see that the little bit that Michael Matthews got the green jersey and the amount of points he got were not uh, bigger than the points Kittel had before he retired from the race. (laughs) So usually, I mean... Yeah, at the same time, the virtual winner of the green jersey is Marcel Kittel. I mean, he left argue. the race, and nobody could beat him on the points. <laughs> oh, that kind of would sour it for me. Although I'm sure but Matthews can, is very happy yeah, yeah, sleeping in the green jersey. But you could argue that the reason that Michael Matthews didn't go and get more points is because he already knew he had it on lock. Whereas if the fight would have kept going, maybe Matthews would have gone for more points. Hey, actually, a question: Who won the last stage? I didn't. I did. I don't. I never watched that last stage. Dylan Gronewagen from Lotto Jumbo. Gronewagen, really good mm-hmm. for him. Good yeah, Greipel started his sprint too late, and oh. yeah. But if he had started earlier, I think he would have won it. He was clearly the fast of them, but yeah, too late. Mm-hmm. Wow. So first Grand Tour that he doesn't get a stage in and what, 11 Grand Tours or something like that? That's Not great. Not like that many, I don't think. No, 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 really. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, that many. It's It's been like maybe three or four years. Yeah, he was disappointed at the end of the of the stage. And this is hilarious because he is just calming down, you know, like cooling down. And then Laura Messeger comes like running to interview him. And, and she prefaces that. Maybe this is not the best time. And I'm thinking... If you have to preface that, then just get the hell out of there. Maybe it's you not. know, like maybe it's not it's not for you to like shove the mic into his What's it like to lose? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm. I don't know. This beer is actually not bad at all. People want to sign Landa. People want to sign Uran. Where? Oh. So what's the the news with Landa? Is he still headed to Movistar? Do we know? I, that's the only rumor that I've heard, but I think there's other teams that could use Landa. I think United Arab Emirates could use Landa. That's I mean, another one that's looking into him, yeah. Yeah. You know who else needs Landa? Every team, including Coffee Days. And <laughs> Did you guys see the list of um, the list of uh, prizes, like prize money? It's ridiculous, of course. Yeah, Coffee Days got nothing. Coffee Days got nothing. And then just above Coffee Days is Movistar. <laughs> They got nothing either. They got jack shit out of it. If I'm a play, if I'm a writer for Movistar, what's the name of the their German guy? Um, Sutherland. 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 If I'm him, no. I'm like, yo, Wait, Rory Sutherland. Not, not, not Rory, <laughs> but he. I would be like, dude, you owe me some money. Like, I know Andre Amador can't ask for any money because he was like did horribly because he was sick the whole time, but. Or even Betancourt. I'd be like, yo, Naito, you owe me money. You, you didn't produce anything, so we got, like, no prize money. And I'm like, I have a, I have a family to feed. That's what I would do. Is it kind of the opposite? Like, when you win the tour, you give everyone a watch? So if you lose the tour, you, the you have to take out their garbage and do their laundry <laughs> for a week. Naito Quintana taking everybody's garbage out, that'd be hilarious. Yeah, flying around the world. Well... I'm going to ask Mike another question. This is the very popular segment where I get to ask Mike a question. 
I should actually come up with a little like uh Klaus ask Mike a question. Ta-da. And here it is. Mike, are you dating anyone? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm just wondering if one of our listeners would like to go on a date with that Mike. Is, I'm, not inter- a- I'm not Mike interested in dating is- any of our listeners or any of you guys. <laughs> I think that uh, I think that that's very fair because if you think about it, who would who would listen to this? You know what I'm saying? Like you don't want to yeah. date somebody that would sit down and like no. No. no that Someone you with brain damage. Exactly. You want to go to grow the brain, not with brain damage. Oh my god. There was a date well never And mind. then you wonder why you don't have more women listen to this thing. Why? Oh, that wasn't Mike. Well listen. It's the chicken or the egg. We are a podcast filled with imbecility and stupidity and ridiculousness. Speak for yourself. No, I'm speaking for the podcast in general. That's what we do. Women. Okay. So that was not my real question. My real question to Mike (laughs) was Mike has not watched a tour de France this year. And I was just wondering if there was a certain impetus for that. Like if he was not interested, he found it boring or if maybe his, he just couldn't get around to watching and he's been very busy. Hmm. Was that a was that a question? Yeah, that was a question. You're like Flecha, you're like Flecha now. <laughs> Come on, I was not that bad. No, no, no. You make three statements in a row with a really heavy accent, and then you put the mic in their face, and then you hope <laughs> for the best. <laughs> I mean, I kind of did that, but not that much. Mike, that was a question. I know, just kidding. Um, no, I just you know I used to watch it at work. It used to be on it. I couldn't not watch it at work. So it was on. So I watched it like the minimum of three times. Um, and now I can't watch it at work. So I can't, I miss it. So um, I'm not going to watch it when I come home because I already know what happened. It's the same thing. I wouldn't watch a, a baseball game if I already know the score. You know, it's like, it's not, not interesting. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I, you know, I wouldn't watch a baseball game, period. <laughs> Yeah, that was a joke, guys. Come on. Nobody's laughing. Hello? Hello? Oh, that was Hans. <laughs> at least Sorry. Hans is uh, laughing at my jokes. So yeah. are you proposing that Grand Tour start in the United States like the Giro was supposed <laughs> yes. to do so that it would be on this time zone? Or we should bring back the tour to Trump. We should. <laughs> He it should be called the presidential tour of the United States. Exactly. Be perfect. What could possibly go wrong? What could possibly go wrong? Yeah, no, this has success written all over. It's going to be the greatest bike race ever. Yeah, we, were talking about, we were talking about uh, possible transfers and transfer rumors and stuff. Oh, yeah. There was an article that someone had, and I was looking for it. Was it cycling news or something? Hold on, I'll try to look. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just trying to, you know, we were talking about who, who would need a rider like Run. Gosh, there's so many teams out there who's like, I mean, you know, actually, I know it's gonna sound crazy, but you know who could use Uran? Mm. Quickstep Floors. <laughs> I know. Not because I, that, know. I think Daniel Martin is excellent, and I think he's great, and I think he's a super fun rider to see, but. That's really that's really all they have. As well, I mean, when it comes to to, to grand tours, I, I found been, um, you know, 
it's a Vela News article by Andrew Hood. And it says that Astana and Sky are courting uh, Quintana. Yeah, I heard about the Sky. Brailsford sort of seems to have laughed that off. Uh, yeah, Landa I, I is uh, got an offer from Treg Safredo, Astana, Movistar, and UAE. Um, apparently UAE has lots of money and so they're looking for a, oh yeah they got there. they got a big bump in the well big for cycling this dude so Movistar dude might be interested in Landa because they're looking for a replacement to Valverde and if Quintana leaves they would need someone yeah. um, and then Uran according to this article oh my lord we're going with a the theme. Italia. Jesus. Can people hear that? Can people hear those fantastic uh, sounds? But not as bad as they sound in your ears oh, okay. for whatever reason they get. That's why I'm cranking up the volume. <laughs> um, so I guess Uran's asking price was nearly $1 million, which will be increasing. And so he might be oh, leaving. Wow, okay. I mean, I don't know. I think that there's a chance that, and a possibility, and, and it, it would be a good thing if he stays put as long as they build a solid team around him. I mean, he just proved that he can potentially finish second at the Vuelta. Yeah. Yes. So funny. <laughs> oh, but you know what team needs to figure something out, but they have no money is FDJ. Good Lord. I think two guys finished. The three dudes finished. I know, I know, I know. I mean, well, there was a there was a poopy situation going on. There was a lot of poopy pants in that sh- in that in that oh, team. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah, yeah. It was a virus that went around. Um, uh, with, and they're the team with white shorts. Ooh, no, but I think most of the poopy pants situations were going on in the hotel room, not necessarily out on the course. But yeah, I think FDJ is a team that definitely Man, needs. But- a why run the risk by wearing white shorts? Do, do you guys hear that there was a research in the New England uh, Journal of Medicine that was just published that diarrhea is hereditary? <laughs> Did you guys hear that? Yeah, because it runs in your genes. Okay. <laughs> Mike, unmute. Unmute so I'm I can un- hear you laughing. I'm I laughing. Mm-hmm. Ah. <laughs> Oh, I heard that joke for the first time probably 10 years ago, but every time I hear it, and it's usually my brother telling it, I, I just love it. Oh, so. I, think he, I think he wrote it. He might have written it. It's a doozy. <laughs> that, my friends, is a doozy. It's no Abu Dhabi do, but uh, yeah. No. Klaus is an honorary member of the Friars Club. <laughs> I like when uh, an opportunity comes up to make a terrible joke like that, and I have to try to like play down my excitement about the joke that's coming up. <laughs> I'm really conscious of it. Like, don't give it away. Don't give it away. <laughs> like it's going to be some great joke. And it's. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, I think that UAE is also another team that is just, you know, I mean, needs help. Yeah, but then now, uh, like we just said, I this think dude they has were courting Aru. I think they were trying to convince yeah. Aru to go to them. But. I mean, dude, listen, 
this this crazy oil dude or whatever just like squatted above them and just shot the biggest golden egg right on top of their heads. <laughs> they're, gonna have, they're gonna have so much money. They can maybe, if we're lucky, design a decent jersey. Jesus, yeah. Is who uh who would be who is UAE's like GC rider normally? It's um uh what's his name? Portuguese world champion. Cunego. Rui Costa? Rui Costa? Is Cunha Costa? Is that the closest they have? Where is Ulisi? Is uh, Ulisi on that team too? Yeah, Ulisi. Okay. Yeah, man. Yeah, so they need someone. Ah, uh, yes. I mean, they need they need everything basically. They're a team that is just a little all over the place. Because I think um, BMC is in good position if Port can stay upright. Sky, of course, Movistar is fine, but yeah, out of the bigger teams with Bahrain is fine. Um, okay, so I'm looking at the I'm looking at the UAE, UAE roster right now. I'll give you. Oh no, it's Louis Mentius, who's their ma- big guy. Okay, who's mm. great, unbelievable. I mean, he needs time, of course, too. But he goes. Let me see. Atapuma. I'm just keeping all the people that aren't. <laughs> Valerio Conti, of course. Rui Costa, Durasek, Roberto Ferrari. Guardini, so they have a lot of like, like B level like Italians. Mantius, Sasha Modolo, Manuele Mori again. Uh, Niemiec, who's actually a really good writer, but he's got I don't know forty years old by now. Uh, Jean Polanc, but mm, nobody. Oh, Ben Swift actually. Uh, Diego Lisi is probably their best writer, really. So yeah, I mean they definitely need some. Uh... So they have a bunch of really good, solid riders in the Atapuma level or slightly above, but not nothing. Yeah, when, I mean, but Ferrari is your sprinter, and you don't have a GC guy. Yeah, I mean, nothing. They, they have a they have a ton of sprinters. Um, it, the other thing that is weird is like most of their guys are old. I mean, I'm looking at their ages right now: 33, 30, 34. There's a couple of 28s in there, 33, 25, 28, 37, the MH, 29, 28. Um, I mean, none of that's super old, but it's they, they don't really have a lot of prospects coming up. They they need they need help. So they um Yeah, I don't know, which is which is really sad because if you think about it, I mean this team has been around in one way or another since like the nineties, you know, early nineties as Lamprey. Uh, and they could that, use one so of the Yates brothers. What's that? <laughs> they could use one of the Yates brothers if they would ever split up. Uh, they would never split up. Dude, how funny is it that the, for the Vuelta España, they're talking about taking both of them and Chavez. Hmm. <laughs> you know what I thought it was funny? In one of the backstage passes, Simon was actually saying that he was getting kind of tired of people calling him Adam. <laughs> Yes, I saw that. <laughs> but I'm sure Adam can speak of people calling him Simon. And I hope they understand why. They, you look yeah, exactly no, the same. Like, it's just funny when they, the put the photos, when they put the photos next to each other. And then you look at them and say, like, okay, this is Simon, this is Adam. And then you take him away and just show the the face of, of Simon. And like, man, I cannot tell which one are you I, think, I know that Adam, Adam seems a little bit more animated than Simon. Simon seems a little bit more quiet and a little bit more chill. 
But face-wise, there's no way I could tell them apart. But just, <laughs> they're, they're identical twins, and they're both cyclists. They wear the same kit. They're like have the exact same haircut too. Like, can you be in different teams or something? Can one can of you, you grow a ponytail? Can you like get like a crazy like Maori tattoo on your face or something so I can tell you apart? Like that's not. <laughs> or just have like a mole or a tiny little pencil mustache. <laughs> like one's the good guy and one's the bad guy. <laughs> like Mario and Wario? Yeah, something. Yeah, video game peoples. Um, dude, guys, this is all the, the notes that I had personally. I think that, like I said, I mean, overall, it just really wasn't that interesting of, um, of a tour. Um, it's kind of boring overall. There really wasn't a lot of attacks. Maybe it's because Contador wasn't up to it. Quintana wasn't up to it. Porte obviously like Porte obviously like crashed out or whatever, but just like nobody really seemed to. This is exactly the same thing that happened in the in the Giro. They were basically like, ah, that guy's pretty good. Let's just give him the race, and nobody attacked him. I mean, some people did, but just Sky was just too strong. And I'm not blaming Sky. I know I've gotten some emails like, do you just hate Team Sky because you hate British people and you hate all the British writers? And it's absolutely, absolutely, absolutely not true. And I'm not blaming Sky for this. I mean, do you like any British writers? Yeah, yeah. I, I like the Yates brothers. I like them a lot, actually. Um, I like Daniel Martin, who's Irish, all right, so fine, but um, he's from up there. Uh, <laughs> Sean Kelly, also, of course. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I can't think of like there's there's a ton of dudes that I really like that are that are British. I'd have nothing against all at right. all. Mm-hmm. I, I just think that when it comes to I mean, Team Sky found a way to win, and they're using it and they're exploiting it. And sure, it makes racing more boring, but I don't think it's up to them to be like, you know what, to make the stage more animated today. No, I think it's up to the other teams to figure out a way to beat them. Get them tired. Get you know what I'm saying. Like attack them. Yeah, no. Just... All Sky has to do is they're there to try to win races, not to make races animated. You know exactly. I can't blame them for that. I can blame them for a hell of a lot of other stuff, but not that. I mean, just that's what they're there to do, and it's up to the other teams to figure out a way to beat them. That's it. There's just no way around it. No way. No other way around it. You just have to, and and and, and it's doable. You know, bring two potential like uh, GC contenders and just beat the crap out of Sky attacking one and then the other and then one and then the other. Pick a day where you just, I mean, people have done it before where they pick a day and they just beat the crap out of Sky early on in the stage and by the end of the stage, there's only one person left. It's been done. Just just continue to try it. it just, there's no Vava Froom. There's no. This, this year, there seemed to be nobody that could... Uh, Pretend to like the, but I, I would think it will require, as you were saying, a little bit of coordination between different teams, given how strong the train sky seem to be. Just look at the final GC, and I mean, how many oh. skies you have on the top ten? So nah, absolutely, that, that required like some sort of collusion, at least for a you know, like for a day. When they, the problem, though, is that the, 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 the second strongest team, arguably, was Movistar. Nobody, nobody is going to help Movistar with a race. Nobody is. That team has made plenty of enemies through the years. Unsue is a person that just people in general don't like. 
they're way too aggressive against other teams. So it's not like UAE was going to be like, hey, guys, why don't we get together? And no, nobody was going to go up to Movistar. So then AG2R maybe could have done something, and maybe they did. Maybe that's why they look so good. I mean, think about it. Like, I mean, five, six years ago, if you would have thought that AG2R was going to be a team as good as what they were this tour. Would have been when like, Mike yeah. bought the AG2R jersey to put in the fridge, uh, part of the charm of Mike doing that is that AG2R was a team that never accomplished anything. <laughs> well, it was an ugly jersey, and it wasn't the fridge. It was the freezer. Freezer. Oh, now that you mentioned that, in the time trial at that supposed velodrome, they had this giant jersey from AG2R oh, yeah, in the stands. It was like super, super big. And we got uh, comments from people in Twitter and I think in Instagram that were wondering, where is Mike? <laughs> and they saw a picture. <laughs> it was like, is, is Mike's uh, like uh, freezer going to be big enough for this one? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was great. I, I thought AG2R had a great, great, great tour. I thought it was really fun to see it. somebody else actually um, look strong and... and yeah, days. I mean, he's a real deal. You no know doubt. who won? Uh, who won at the Tour de France as well? Uh, uh who won at the Tour de France? Hold on, let me. The, think. Uh, you'll know. never guess the Direct Energy PR team. <laughs> the what? caravan. Seriously, I don't know if you guys noticed. In almost every stage on the side of the road, either Direct Energy is the most popular brand and team in France out of any sport ever, or what was actually happening is that the caravan had a direct energy yes. truck that was handing out jerseys and shirts, banners, jerseys, hats, t-shirts. It was, there were so many people with like direct energy flags on their cars. They don't have fans that ha own and buy those flags, but my <laughs> God, they gave away a lot of stuff and it yeah, well, paid well, off. It was everywhere. All the people that supported them enough that they had flags uh, have your your uh, Europe card flags. That's a, that's the problem. But oh. yeah, no, I, I actually didn't notice that. Um, no, they were just everywhere. They yeah, got their yeah. money's worth. Wow, mm. I mean that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money, and everybody's gonna switch their energy consumption company to Direct Energy. I doubt it. Mm. <sighs> And now, is there anything exciting happening soon? I haven't even looked. I don't even remember. What do I, I do know. between What's between next? the tour, the between the tour and the and the Vuelta? What do I do normally? Any of you guys uh, post tour uh, criteriums? Oh yeah, I go to Belgium and Holland, and I go to all the. No, I mean, when am I gonna watch that? Like, it's it, I can actually watch what races am I watching? You can, watch, the, 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 the you can watch. You can watch Mike watch the tour. <laughs> he said he's not watching it, dude. So uh, the tour, the tour de Pologne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Poland. The Prudential Ride London is coming yeah, up no. the next. I'm watching good week. stuff. Um, oh, the tour of Utah and Burgos. Burgos. Uh, yep. The tour of Colorado. Speaking and of the that, tour. You know what? Now that I'm here in Cascadia. <laughs> Uh, spending some time here, I thought it would be an awesome race to have a race called like the Cascadia Classic or the Tour of Cascadia or something like that. The race mm -hmm. would start in Seattle, right? Maybe a couple of loops in the city or something. I don't know, a little something, something, and then head south, whatever. And then the second stage would be actually up to Mount Rainier in the little 
area that we were just at with with my wife that climb would be awesome and then when you get to the top there's plenty of room for buses and like it's a pretty big parking lot and stuff like that that would be awesome and then you do another stage going down towards portland and then you finish in portland in a team trump trial i mean um, a time trial i think that would be what about vancouver uh fine god i hate canada i'm kidding of course but directly to my brother (laughs) <laughs> that's racist Mike hasn't called me a racist all podcast all episode he hasn't called me a racist once he's been eating hummus yeah I yeah. don't think he has been paying attention <laughs> he's watching a baseball game yeah I think that I, that would be awesome yeah I mean even if it starts in Vancouver I mean they'll probably add another day and I don't know how many how many stages I can afford but hey. when I win the lottery I'm starting this race it'd be awesome this climb was awesome this climb was amazing I have an important question to ask you before I forget all right, job. Did you get emails from people asking you to join Strava? Have you checked? No, not a single person. Nope. The hell with Strava. If people were okay. asking, maybe I would have. Maybe I would have joined it if people asked, but they didn't. So the hell with it. <laughs> Mike, okay. that's where you should go and meet single ladies. Strava. Yeah. There's actually isn't there like ActiveSingles.com or something like that. Yeah, I think we talked about I found it. Yeah, it's like for runners yeah. and cyclists and stuff. I'm sure none What's of those name? people have uh, I think it's active, brain damage. ActiveSingles.com or something like that. Okay. And then you can be like cyclists, runners, bodybuilders. Okay. Brain body damage people. Um, <laughs> Natalia, please. Adults who were dropped on their head as babies. <laughs> <laughs> Natalia, what? I was going to say, dude, you can't go on that, man. You have to respect your husband. Why would I need to go on that, man? I don't need you. Shit. You, you, you were just like, what's, what's, what's the name? And you're like, all oh, writing it down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's just out of curiosity. I'm going to have to cut out here because I'm now anticipating no the Craigslist people to arrive. Mm. We mm-hmm. are all have to cut out of here because we're out of time. So that's, that's, it. Time. that's it. com, everybody. Check us out and follow us on Instagram and follow me on Instagram. And I'm going to Instagram right now a can of Rainier beer in front of the tiny house that I am staying at. That's my Instagram that is going to go up in about two minutes. So obviously by the time everybody uh, listens to this, it'll be up. So Mike, Klaus, Natalia, thank you very much. We are out of here. Peace. I love when you do that, Klaus. It's really funny. Yeah.